So our guest has heard the intro, so he's not just running out the door. <laughs> but uh, all good wishes to Greg. His birthday's coming up, but he has been infected by something, and we don't want him to infect us. So I'm glad he's home. But you know, that's, don't apologize. Yeah. Apologize if you came in and we had to call emergency or something. Yeah, so, feel better, Greg. Yeah. So we're thrilled, and now you will, of course, you, if you've listened to the show, know we get puns. So it's me, Rob, obviously. But we're very thrilled to have as a guest this week. Guest. Sorry, I have to say it. A river runs through the carnival this week. A river, <laughs> river <lynch is> here. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Are you yeah. still going to be on the show now? Yeah, I got to go now. <laughs> yeah. We've done it before. Uh, I, this has no, been getting, me, okay, this has been getting at me, though. Okay, the spirit makers. Now, yeah. I was thinking, okay, the name. In a way, I'm going, it's like mystical, shamanistic. Is it that, or is it about making booze? <laughs> uh, the first, I'd say more of the first one. You know, it's about the spirit of rock and roll. See, that's what the, I got. Yeah, but, so I, I have a, we have a song. It's actually the song we um, most recently released called The Spirit Maker. Um, I actually wrote that song when I was like 20, so I'm 33 now. So uh, I've had that name for a while. And that song, The Spirit Maker, is about lifting people's spirits through the, through the power of, of music. And... I when I wrote that song, I was like, man, that'd, that'd be a good band name, you know. So I held on to it for all those years, and then when we finally, I finally got a group together in 2016, um, uh, I was like, hey guys, I got a name. <laughs> no, so and it's good. I always that's said my, what it's my about, friend, yeah. my good friend Moondog Dave. They came up with the name American Moondog. They said the one thing for a name is it look good on a shirt. Yeah, you do like psychedelic. Sure. But I admit, okay, I stick it about it. at your gig at Three Heads. I'm like, okay, this sounds like shamanistic, mystical music. Then I saw Alan Murphy playing it. It's about making booze. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I know we, we had a couple people ask that and stuff, and uh, I get it. It's cool. Um, but no, yeah, I, that, I overthink it, with stupid stuff. That's nah. why I do a podcast. You know, you know what's funny is with band names. I actually, I'm probably the opposite. I don't even think about it at all. I just think, oh, that sounds cool. And then later on, I'll think about it like. What is yeah, what I'm is not that, that band calculated name? like for this show? Like one of the stupid names we had first, we went to was like two peas in a podcast, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so it's like it became like that scene in Animal House. It's like, how about Carnival of Randomness? Why Carnival of Randomness? Why? Why not? I can't think of anything because it's random. That's all. well, okay, <laughs> me. With who I know, it's like ninety percent music, but different kinds of music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Else. But you know, but that's the thing. Like my friend said, think, see, I wouldn't think that far ahead. I'd be saying, "This is a great name." Yeah, I mean, like when I, I didn't think that much into it. I, I you know, the song I did, you know, when I was writing the song, I, I remember, I specifically remember um, spending quite a lot of time on the words and the lyrics on that one. Um, just, I just really wanted to get it right and what it was about and. Um, when it came time for the band name, I mean, it, to me, it just sounded cool, you know. Yeah. But it does, ha- yeah, it does actually have meaning behind it, um, you know. Because oh, I was uh, thinking of like that one jazz dude who makes like the gumbo, and I was thinking you could be if it was the other way, you could be brewing whiskey on stage <laughs> or something. <laughs> but how did this all start for you? How did the bug bite you? The creative bug bite you? Oh man, when I was when I was young, um, just the love of music. You know, it came later that I played it, um, but when I was a kid, really, you know. To my dad and my parents, really, my mom and dad, specifically my dad, playing music in the house, you know, like got a big stereo system, would be cranking the Beatles and the Doors and Zeppelin and Elvis and Roy Orbison and, um, you know, a lot of those old like um, 50s collection CDs and stuff like that. So I'd be getting a wide, a wide spectrum of the music and he didn't push it on me. He just played it, you know. And I absorbed it, and I really specifically remember the Beatles. He'd be playing, like, She Loves You. And I'd be up in my room as, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old or something, and I was like, what is that? I was like, wow. Yeah, you know, first, it hit me first like album the way it I ever else. bought, I saved my paper route money, I went to Gold Circle, and I got the greatest hit 67 to 70 the blue yeah cover. yeah and i played it till now it's like warped you can't yeah, play it anymore yeah. because it's so warped and the first i want to expose you to the beatles was actually i have no reason why but fourth of july's and i've told like julia figueres and then when they've been on here for some reason xxi would run yellow submarine Okay. My friends and I would go playing being the blue meanies. We don't like good songs. Yeah. And then trying to, that's how I was first. <laughs> then I saw Help. 
Yeah. And I'm one of those people. I still like that better than A Hard Day's Night, even though, you know, it's only, it's like I say, it's anybody's opinion. Yeah, for sure. Well, anything could, you know, different things connect with different people. You know, for and I all do like, I used to do the George know? line, the best line. It's a thingy, it's a fiendish thingy. <laughs> but that's for the first, but I, this is a common thread. Now, I got yeah. into a lot of different music because my brother was in a local band. So I was exposed, and he was, it was like sort of a new wave punk. So I was exposed, like while kids were in school, we were listening to, you know, album-orientated rock. I was all over the place. Yeah. And I was seeing stuff at Scourgey's when I was underage, because you can't do shit about it now. <laughs> and everything else. And I had this wide range, and he liked classical, so I would hear, like, pictures in exhibition. Yeah. So I always say... So you get a wide spectrum. Yeah, and where music. people like it. And I think sometimes it's what you know, because I would, like, try to get people to listen to stuff like i would make a gun club cd and i would just hear rob that music sucks <laughs> and you watch listen to some good music put some journey on oh, now, now no. if you like that you like <laughs> it but it's like i always say what i always try to say on this show is listen to what you like try what you don't know you might like it yeah and absolutely see, every just about every guest i've had on a few exceptions obviously they've come from a background like that yeah and when i you know when i was um you know, a kid, you know, listening to the the Beatles at a young age and stuff, and and the Doors are another huge influence on me, and Zeppelin. You know, um, that's what re- those are the early bands that got me into music, into the love of music to begin with. You know, that was like when all the boy bands and stuff were out in the two, early two thousands and whatnot. You know, so it, I was like kind of a weird kid for listening to like your dad's music. You know, and but I didn't care. It didn't, yeah. and then and then I found like-minded people who also you know they show up wearing a led zeppelin shirt and they actually listen to them you know in in school and stuff and you're like oh, let's hang one out that's coolest, how I, that's how I one met. of the coolest we, things i ever saw was dick dale even though he almost got me killed <laughs> dick dale was a thousand guitars i go there i'm like third in line dick being dick is two hours late he wants to buy the magazine I have off me. By the time he's done talking to me, I'm go looking at people behind me. Going, I'm getting beaten up in the parking lot because they had to wait so long. Oh, he's inviting me to his house at Big Sur. But I saw these kids, and they're like high schoolers. Yeah. And I'm going, they got to be like the weird kids. You know, it's so awesome they're into this stuff. That, I mean, that's the power of music, right? I mean, it's cool that, uh, you know, like age doesn't matter in music yeah. and to an extent of, of what you like. It doesn't... I don't care what generation it's from or what decade it's from. And, and I think I think now with having so many options of discovering music and just kind of being able to discover things on your own a little bit, um, it's more accessible, I suppose. You know, you used to go to a record store and, yeah. and then you'd have, but you'd have to buy it. Now you just go online and you can, and you can just go down a rabbit hole for hours and discover all this <laughs> music from all different genres. Like, I think that's a really cool thing. And I think with, Right now, people are way more open-minded about different styles of music, in my opinion. Maybe in a way, too. It's like, you know, you think of the Beatles, and they're around because they're great. Yeah. You know, for me, my favorite song, and I rarely do favorites, but I do have, like, Strawberry Fields Forever. Oh, yeah, I love that song. That's the one. But I think when you get older, you you appreciate the music more and what they're doing and Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Well, it hits you on all different levels, you know. I suppose when you first hear a song and you and you're like, "Wow, what is that?" It's like the most purest form of it affecting you. You you have no, you're not. I personally, just speaking for me, I'm not. When I first hear a song, I'm not necessarily thinking about what they're playing or the mix of the song. Sometimes, now that I've recorded more, I'm becoming more of an audiophile. We're like, "Wow, listen to that mix," you know. So I've got the production. Studio <laughs> stuff, doing studio stuff. Yeah, you I become know. more aware of. Are you laugh yeah. like if like? You know, somebody like spilled coffee on themselves during this. Why is he <laughs> laughing at that really serious song when they're playing? Yeah, right. But when when you first hear a song, I suppose um, I'd say the general public isn't thinking about that kind of yeah. thing, and it's just a fe- it's just hitting you, and it's it's pure, and th- it's just affecting you. And then later on, as you keep listening and 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 down the years, you might look into the song more. You know, yeah. you might discover more about it. And, Songwriting is kind of the same way, at least for me. Like, I'll write a song, don't necessarily know specifically what I'm even thinking about sometimes. And then later on, like a couple of years later, I'm like, oh, that's what that's about. That's <laughs> I'm a very fascinated by it, but I've always found there's like a loss and a gain, too, because like back in the day, we loved the chase. Like, you, yeah. know, like, you know the story about the Stones, where like 
Keith sort of knew Mick, but they ran into each yeah. other. And he had Keith, they had the blues. He had the blues albums so that were went, so hard went, to find went, over listen, in the UK. Yeah, remember, can you imagine in those days, like if one yeah. person got it, everybody would get it. Yeah. And everything. Otherwise, there might not be a Rolling Stones. I know. Keith might have been an ABBA. Who knows? Yeah, no, I don't know about that. But yeah, he, he, he talked about how he was, like, was going to mug him. <laughs> yeah, but our chase, like what we would, you know, back in the day, you go, oh, did you get that? Did they yeah. Come I found this. Oh, look what I found. I found like yeah. a copy of the Zombies album at Lakeshore Records. Like, yeah. Like, what did I find? Uh, yeah, that that is a cool thing now, that, it's a miss these that's days, missing what do i do amazon <laughs> yeah you know but i still go by friends recommendations like i still remember i like i'll see somebody like josh i asked him like what are you listening to lately and he likes yeah. the fruit bats yeah so i tried it yeah and that's what you do because like what kind of cool stuff have you found lately because it's always yeah like, dig this band or i like some friends who are really into country like jessica pratt's new album or mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. I know what you mean, though. It's a little bit less of that. Like, um, yeah, it's like there's a little less excitement about, uh, like, you having that physical thing. It's like, oh, I want this it. album. I'll go to archive. I'll see it's a, not snowing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. There's pros and cons to it all, I guess, right? And I, I think that's why, like, vinyl is still really popular is because people enjoy the experience of it. You know, like, putting it, putting a, a vinyl record on at home. You know, looking it's, it's like the, looking at the yeah, art. It, setting, well, it, it like sets a mood. You know, yeah. it's like it's like it's like adjusting the lighting in your house. I'm big on like lights. You know, uh, like setting the mood, the atmosphere of wherever I am. I I hate overhead lighting stuff like that in my home. You know, so like that you're setting the mood. You're, it's like you're painting the walls almost with color with your lighting, right? So music is kind of the same way. I look at it. You're like. It, it, you're creating an atmosphere and I'm putting a, a record, physical record on, hearing the pops and the cracks and stuff. It definitely sets a different mood rather than um, just pulling it up, I suppose. Yeah, like know? I've always said like a couple times, like when it's really snowing out, you're not going anywhere. You put on the coffee, dim the lights and play jazz. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. So that's a mood. But this is what I, now how did you, like in terms of songwriters, I always said there's a lot of things like I write, you know, then I can't do anything else. I do this show because I'm useless. Uh, <laughs> no, you but, mean, man. Uh, You're not useless, But, Rob. like, I think it's, like, innate. I think someone is, like, being a songwriter and stuff. Like, you, you're an, you have an arty brain for some reason. Like, some reason you see things a little differently where you can... Yeah, I suppose so. I wonder if everybody does, but maybe um, not everyone. I think we're in, not like, everyone pursues you know, putting like you're it into words. Your dog, I was like, you know? example, like Herb Smith. He did this one song called "Walking." So he's walking like on a trail, and he's got the one like little like this. What was it? It's like you would see a squirrel run across. You know, you see the squirrel. So that would trigger would, something. Yeah, you're saying yeah. But like yeah, I remember, yeah, like yeah. Greg Townsend, like he did the one song "ATM Inside." Yeah, ATM Inside. Why yeah. did he do that? He just saw. An yeah, ATM inside, yeah. or sparks on the highway. Yeah. You saw some guy toss a cigarette out. That's being uh, that. Yeah, and someone like Greg is probably um, puts himself in that in that mindset on purpose. Um, I try to do that too. A lot, of, I'm sure, a lot of songwriters try to do that. I've, ta- I've I've heard the story of like the traveling Willowberries, right? With like you know Tom Petty, Dylan, yeah. and everybody, and they they George Harrison had told them, you know, they were just like, we need a bunch of songs, you know, write anything you can. And Tom, I think it was Jeff Lynne and George Harrison kind of rubbed off on Tom Petty of that awareness of like wherever you're looking and there's a song in, in every, in every aspect of where you look. And then later on his full moon fever album on Tom Petty's, he's got the song called zombie zoo, which he talked about. He, he, he wished he didn't put that song on there. He said, but I think it's a cool song, but he talked about it being like at that time it was the late eighties. So all the, there's a lot of the punk scene. And like he said, it reminded of them, him of like zombies, just the way they looked. He wasn't insulting him. He just, and, and he met like a, a guy who was dressed very punk with the, spiked hair and everything at like a cafe who came up and said to Tom like I love your music and it stuck with him just his look and he wrote a song See, called Zombie Zoo based around it. so it's like you, you know like someone like Dylan too you know that guy he just must walk around all times you know it's like you're always in you that mindset about, I think there's you're two always things in that one mindset, of the best things know? I've ever heard is Sunny Sweeney she's uh, she's played at Abilene recently she tells this story about how she filled in she does Willie's serious show sometimes she had a really fill-in awesome. for yeah she had a fill-in for loretta lynn oh, wow. she broke a kneecap so she's thrilled loretta lynn called her and she said you know what songwriting is it's write what you know so that's why sunny said well that's why i write all about breakups and alcoholism <laughs> but i also i think the other part is that write about it's what you see right about what you see though too yeah there's a lot of ways to go around it and uh go about it i suppose but yeah, I, I mean, speaking from experience, if you can be in the mindset this um, where at any moment 
you could have an idea. That's a good that's a good mindset to be in. It's not always easy to be in that mindset, especially if you work a day job and you run down a little bit or this and that. But but you know it's the pot, you know mind over matter. So yeah, it, it's good to be. That's why they say write write every day for for anyone that I've writes heard, for yeah, anything. You write like if you don't if it comes out bad, just get it. It down. doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's, I've heard like too, and sometimes I think like. I can't really force stuff and all. Like for this show, we started out, you know, you go through your road bumps. I would like sure, research, yeah. do questions, and it sucked because you don't. The, the big thing I always say, and if you ever do a show like this, you have a conversation, you don't ask questions. Yeah, Make yeah. Make sure yeah. never. Oh, what what is your favorite color? Yeah, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Green. <laughs> <laughs> Boing, well, you don't know that movie. Probably you're too young. What, what movie? <laughs> Monty Python. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah. Oh, so I watch Monty Python. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but there's definitely scenes I am the Bridge of that. Death. Yeah. Answer three. What is it? What's your favorite? Blue. <laughs> but I think that's it. But like, it's also, like, I've heard, like, from Nashville, like, it's published oh, in Paris. Yeah. Where, like, I have a friend. Where I've asked her, like, I saw her. I was like, how many songs you've written? 500. Mm-hmm. Next time, oh, now I'm up to 700. Yeah, like a songwriter who writes for people. Yeah. You're saying in Nashville. Like, yeah, yeah, well, song, what they call it, Nashville Row, I believe. And I, um, so you have to force uh, then you almost yeah. see me. I can't. I think I can't force anything like that. Like I yeah. can't really. I can force it, like I have. But when you force it, I think I and I, it's never. Pro, it's probably yeah. never going to be as good as if it starts coming naturally. But sometimes you just have to force it just to get it started and then maybe tomorrow it's more natural and the more you do it the more you're writing the more you do anything it just starts to become sometimes more natural and you're in that mindset unconscious too where i like okay like okay for wildflowers we're bringing up tom Penny, yeah you you wrecked me so i yeah. got the deluxe edition it's got the nice lee virginia his version of lee virginia alone on and stuff which i think yeah lee virginia alone but yep. he it's explains cool i but i love hearing the stories behind things yeah so you wrecked me. What happened? He's got this song. It's rocking, but it's called You Rock Me. You like, Rock Me, right? I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's, it's so predictable. How many people? You rock me. <clears throat> yeah. So it was just You Wrecked Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like two, um, have you heard with him, uh, the song Even the Losers back yeah. in uh, the Damn the Torpedoes yes. album? He had the whole song except for the chorus of Even the Losers Get Lucky Sometimes, but they went into the studio. They're all there <laughs> recording it live. Like, that's how they did it for, they, you know, with very little overdubs at that time. And he just stood up to the mic and it came to the chorus and he just spit it out. Because he's like, well, the mic was on. We're all there recording. We're, you know, we're on the clock. And it's like, cause, you know, like that's pretty incredible, right? It's yeah. like to just But force, this is one thing like I that. have to ask, too. Have you ever had anybody come up to you go, that really affected me. That song, they had the meaning of the song totally wrong. Um <laughs> I don't know. You know, I've I've had people come up and say like, uh, just this is like day. okay, sting for every breath you take. He's like, yeah. like, I use this at what? You know, it's about a stalker. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also his fault for recording. You know, the way well, it sounds. Mom, you can't okay, blame people. Mom, you can't blame people for I that. I used right? to. I love the Velvet Underground's album. Yeah. I play Venus and Furs all the time. Yeah. And my mom, she would just get the melody and start singing and going. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I'm singing S and M song. He doesn't even know. I love that song, "Heroin." What's it about? <laughs> it's about doves. Oh, it's about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have. I mean, I when people come up to me after a show and um, have a specific song that they're like, "I love that song," and they mention a couple words, like to me, that's the best feeling in the world that they were actually it connected with them. They were paying attention. That's cool, and it affected them. I mean, that's like the best compliment you can hear. And um, I don't know. I can't say for sure someone's come up and had like a completely wrong interpretation of something, but I suppose there are. Once you put it out there, a song out there, it's like you don't own it anymore. And, and whatever someone's interpretation of it is, that's the right interpretation. Because yeah, and it's, I think it's up to that's you. where like that's actually what I've heard. It's like so you can't really understand some of the lyrics. Well, this is for you. It's universal. Yeah. It's like yeah. actually when I met Anne Royce, made an appearance here, I bet her. You know, she's signing your books, and I just said, you know, you're. It seems like vampirism's a. Metaphor for her addiction, like heroin addiction mm. and everything. And she looked at me and she goes, you know, you might be onto something. Uh, yeah, I still haven't yeah. gotten a royalty check. Uh. <laughs> you know, but I think that's part of it is that it's, it is universal. Yeah. But like I do tell some of my friends with bands on the little heavier side, uh-huh. I love your music. It's been like over 10 years. I still don't know what the hell you're saying. <laughs> I, sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. You no, know? I mean, think about like if you're playing like in foreign countries and nobody could put people just dig it. Yeah, yeah. I know. But, I often wonder that. I'm like, you know, um, you see artists, Amer- an, uh, an American artist who, you know, 
writes in English. I think you English. get the lyrics. You just get the... Like, uh, yeah, I'm wondering. You get the melody and the power of it. And Yeah, I often wonder if, like, do they know what the song's about or not, you know? But I guess sometimes it doesn't matter. You know what? I can actually, like, my friend Sean... I'm big on words. Yeah, my friend... I am, too. I'm like... Like, my friend Sean, his band tours, like... Like all over Europe and stuff. Is that, that uh, King Buffalo? Buffalo? Yeah, yeah they've Sean been on the show. You know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like all over. Oh yeah, the place they're doing now. great, man. They're doing great, but Sean's—he's a great guy too. One really. Sean's good awesome. Form. I actually, but, yeah. You know, I got to ask him that question because they go over to Europe every year. Yeah, yeah. And I was asking about how the mustard was in Vienna. Why don't I ask him like, some? <laughs> I'm not sure the mustard's really good in Vienna. And everything else. It's like you imagine. I hate being looked at as a tourist. Like you're in Vietnam. Oh, you're in America. I, yeah, your mustard's I great. I love yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those off-road people. Yeah, you go to like you yeah. want to go. To I don't want to be. I don't want to be a tourist. No, I don't either. And I want to respect like the culture because I've seen too many Americans act like jackasses mm-hmm. when I've traveled and everything. I'm conscious that even when I go to like say like New York City, like I I, I don't want to look like a complete like buffoon. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's a tourist. You know. Yeah, but, uh, that's very true. But now, how did you like? What was your first like? foray jump into playing and everything and writing um now i know this was i know you put out something in 2016 yeah like a which phys- i'm looking at the cd copy. i didn't yeah. i don't do research <laughs> oh, you're good uh yeah that's the that's the uh first it's called there goes the hard 2016 the EP. yeah that's yeah. The, like the uh, physical copy that we put out we've uh, we've we released um several songs since then you know but just go straight to streaming yeah. just because that's for now um but um, how I got into it, I don't like, you know, like in elementary school, they, they you have to like play an instrument, you know, and um, I wanted drums and saxophone, but I got the trumpet and it actually came pretty natural to me, which is looking back, I'm still kind of surprised by that. I don't know why, but um, so I started with the trumpet and playing music and then I wanted to play guitar. You know, like I said, I got into Zeppelin and the door. I'm like. <laughs> I don't see a trumpet up there, uh, <laughs> unless you're talking the doors, you know, uh, touch me when they run the, the string. And yeah. I appreciate the trumpet now. I don't play it. I, w- I often want to go back, and, and I still have it, so maybe I'll pull it out someday. But I wanted the guitar man because it was cool, and, you know, it was all the rock and roll guys were doing it, and I just, you know, fell deep into that. So, I, I don't know, I think maybe I was like 12 when my mom finally, uh, my parents bought me a guitar from like an Ames catalog, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I yeah, it. yeah, or, or I, when Ames, or, no, JCPenney, that's it. Ah. Like a JCPenney catalog <laughs> guitar, yeah, I was so pumped. And then uh, quickly realized how difficult it was. And I remember it sat around for a while, I remember one day my dad, uh, he goes, so you want me to sell that or uh, what? And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, I'll, I'll start playing it so it took lessons and just to get the fundamentals down and stuff like that so yeah and then high school uh when i was in high school i was like when i think i was 14 i uh had a band with um uh, we were talking about it earlier sam snyder um we went to the same high school um and it was he was in ninth grade i was in 10th grade and he he had like long hair and everything and i had long hair and that was kind of hard to find in the mid i think it was like 2004 it was worse for me i got <laughs> like you would get like if you had like your like I have like this, they try to make you shave Double. or they give you the... You know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose now they're a little less uh, strict on a, at, a, at a public school, right? You but, know, I used to have the one my dad used to take me to this barb where he was like one of those stuck in the 50s guys. Yeah. And I, and I would hear like, well, you brought your daughter in again. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, those, yeah. You know one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. My, see, my dad would make, he'd rip jokes on me too. And, and then he'd be like, and then he'd go... If I got a haircut, you know, a little short, he'd be like, what happened? Where's the long hair? I'm like, what? <laughs> he, he was just kind of ribbing me, you know, but he actually, like, liked it, you well, know, because it reminded him like, of himself. Yeah, like, my parents were like, they never understood it in a lot of way, like my brother, sure. like, I, they, but they, they let us do what we wanted That's to do. Common. That's But cool. then down the line, I would hear, like, my mom would, you know, like, try to guilt you later. It's like, mm. now, you used to grow marijuana, and you told me it was a Boston fern, and I believe you, we could have got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> a Boston fern. <laughs> I mean, I watered yeah, it for yeah. you and everything. <laughs> yeah, I got some shit when I was a kid and then I come to find out when you get older you hear parents start telling stories of what they were doing in high school and you're like wait a second but then I would get my mom and go oh yeah you remember when my date remember when you know did brought you to bring you in you bounced off the walls and puked <laughs> i didn't do that i had yeah, food poisoning oh right. uh, yeah right <laughs> Whatever else yeah That's you funny, find man. out they're just as like they did the same stuff we yeah did. for sure but i get it from you know you know you know, yeah, you know. you're a parent. You're trying to do the best for your kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the Sam always play like with the overhand, or ever since I knew him. Yeah, yeah. I think the story on that was he when he started yeah, learning he, guitar, he, he broke, broke his, his wrist arm, yeah. from like skateboarding or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like to get back to that, you know, um, I literally just went up to him and I was like, "Hey, uh, you look like Robert Plant." Yeah, like he looked like Robert Plant oh, in high okay. school, and so that was the connection. And he, and he said something like, "I don't know, mention the Doors or Jim Morrison or something." I'm like, "All right." And he's like, "Do you?" He's like, "Do you sing?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Which okay, barely. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I I couldn't sing like I like how I sing now. I certainly could not do for uh, a long time it took me a long time to really learn how to use my voice so through high school and my early 20s when I was um, playing and stuff it, you know I, I, I wouldn't want people to hear that <laughs> I mean, you know you know what I'm gonna do now Sam's playing at the bug jar in December so right, cool. I, you've done it and I see him I'm just gonna stop and look back for I never noticed it before. You look just like Robert Plant. <laughs> I don't know if you'll remember that, but he had long, he had long, like kind of curly hair at the time, and um, he looked like Robert Plant. But that was how I entered. That's how that was how we met, and so we had like a band in high school for a short time, and um, I, you know, just covers, right? Because you know, that's how that's how a lot of people get started. You know, I think you do, the Stones you know what you do, like you try, like you, whatever you do, you write or you do covers, and then you find your own style. Yeah, for now, sure. Now I've heard like you don't have to be. It's rock and roll. You don't have to be an opera singer. You have to have the feel. No, yeah, it's. I look at Mick Jagger. Now, I mean, I've always used that for Prague. I think Prague rock. I think it's a great challenge if you're a really, really talented musician. It's like you could test yourself. Yeah, especially now if you do singer songwriting Americana. Mm. I've called your music a little bit. I've been calling it after the last show hardcore Americana. You're okay. (laughs) But I hate labels. I do too, and it's hard. Like because we are we're a rock as a band. We're a rock band. When I'm when I'm playing by myself, it's it's a little bit more. um, It's still kind of rock, but it's a little bit more Americana. I'm alone, I suppose. But I've talked to people too, and they're like, "No, you're not Americana." I'm like, "Okay, well, I don't know what the hell." No, you know what I use? I I use this for Mighty High and Dry a lot, where I say there's certain artists where I go, "I can't." What what, what are they like? And I like, I can't really describe, but they're good music. Yeah, I know they're they're like hard one. That's all about, but it's not really about the lyric. I mean, yeah, it can be some fantasy story, but it's like. You're testing yourself. Yeah, I mean, now, prog rock lends itself to, like to for, musicality. Like roots, you know. Americana, rock and roll. You gotta have a feeling. Yeah, that's all. It, you think Dylan? Like, yeah, I always I agree, pictured man. this joke about American Idol, which I hate. Um, same, but absolutely hate that. Could you show, imagine? Man. Okay, we have our next guest, Bob Dylan, yeah. Tom Waits. Oh like, yeah, right. Even imagine? Mick Jagger, yeah. man. No, like... Mick Jagger. That's something. And I always go back and forth, like Stones. Then I go, no, you know, the Who. They're like an amalgamation where they're like, pro- they're rock, they're prog, they're. T- yeah, they're 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 they're, they're a they're lot of arty, different things. They're arty. They're another band that's hard to put a label on. You yeah. know, the Who. They've gone through so many different styles uh, or evolved. So yeah. it's Bob Dylan. You know, evolved so much, and they don't. They obviously don't care about any of that. Now, stuff. Pete Townsend you know? just Nobody writes what he wants to write. Yeah, yeah and that's what I love. Like Mick, that. they never, the Stones never cared about reviews. Yeah, why and, would you? <laughs> yeah, you think like about like yeah, Mick really like, but he's not like the most technically. No, but I love his voice and I, and the way he uses. It. I, I I love the way Mick Jagger sings and it like you said, man. It is. It's not about the technicality aspect of it. It just sounds good. It feels good. That's all that matters. And it right? fits too. It fits yeah. the music. It's just meant to be. <laughs> I still, this shocks me, though. I never thought I'd get to the day when they're, like, almost 80 and still play. Still doing it, man. Um, yeah. I, I personally, like, I know when Charlie passed away, it was it obviously changed everything, like, with... Steve Jordan's playing with them, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Who's fantastic, He's played right, with man? Keith yeah. solo stuff. Right, it was kind of, and Charlie, I think, handpicked him as well to yeah. take his seat. But, you know, I still... And some people are like, oh, no, you should have called it a day. But I, I get it. I get why they're still going out there because, there's st- first of all, there's still massive demand for it. And also, they just, why, what else are you going to do? Why, why stop? What yeah. else are you going to do you with your life, man? you get the opposite where, like, like, with Robert Plant where he just, he thought it was in, well, when Bonzo died, mm-hmm, they said yeah. it was like, and actually I've heard McCartney say this, like, about Lennon and about Harry. It was like four sides. Yeah. And one went down. Yeah. And if you read about Led Zeppelin, it was like there's almost like two things. 70, 68 to 75 was like during 75 to 80, there was all like the accidents, tragedies. Yeah, Robert Plant had stuff. a tragedy. But song. Plant's more like a musical explorer. And he says, yeah. and I think I do think yeah. there's another reason, though, too. I think he's smart enough to realize he can't hit a lot of those He can't, and it's okay. You know, yeah. uh, you know when I... Just the other day, I think I'm like YouTube or something. The clip, a clip from the when they did that show, the uh, Led Zeppelin got back together. The arena and he was Jason Bonham. You know, yeah. You want, and also, I've just interrupted for him. Can you imagine one of your shows? 
you go, oh, they go river. You know, there were like 24 million people who wanted tickets. Yeah, right. 24 you million how, people. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. But I, but I watched it and I was like, yeah, Robert's right. Because he's not, you know, it's just so drastically different than, I don't know. Led Zeppelin's a little different situation than Rolling Stones, right? Because yeah. Rolling Stones just kept going, and, and they never like stopped, really. God. I mean, I hate to say bit, this, but... Is, but we could say what we want on this show, but, like, I was watching some of the songs, like a concert. Yeah. I saw, like, I couldn't get my good outfit. I saw Plants Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, I was thinking, what if we had a dream podcast to drop the play? You know, I saw your Percy. <laughs> but I guess, like, I guess Bonham gave him that name, and he hated it. I bet. But, yeah. but the thing was... <laughs> Somewhere he talked about that, and he goes, uh, he's complaining about the angle of the camera. Yeah, and the, and but you can't unsee it. Like, You're like, oh no! Like you wear some pretty tight. You pants, made man. some of those hippies <laughs> on acid, see, man. <laughs> but I think the he golden, knew the golden god. There's like a great quote about Nick Lowe, who's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, he's great. And I always, you know, I always say like his early albums were like gateway drugs to get you because you were like pop and punk. Mm-hmm. He said, "Isn't it feel good when you're wearing the clothes that suit your age?" Yeah, and I think and. Plant like they, they, you know, you're going to get pestered about reunion, reunion, reunion. Yeah, he said, yeah. it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah, and yeah. I, now for that show, I, did it, I read a book about, he said he was very strict about the set list. Because he wanted Plant to make was. sure what he could sing. Yeah. He said, okay, I'll sing Stairway to Heaven. He just says, I don't Kind of have to, right? But I mean, we'll put it in the middle. Yeah, well, you can tell the tunings. They drop, would, they drop the tunings down a lot, which I understand. His, I mean, he's not, yeah. you're not the same person anymore. But now anymore. I'm looking at it's like Mick, you know, like Mick. It's blues. It's not like... You yeah, it's really a different... Play. I mean, but Robert Plant getting was back really... Into you, obviously, you do a kick-ass version of Dead Flowers. Oh, thanks, man. It's a fun one to play. You know, I do, though, like when you're playing, ah, it's good old Graham Parsons and all that. Yeah, all yeah, that. man. It was like the, the, the influence That was the influence. There. Yeah, they had that country influence at that time around, um, like, Sticky Fingers, Exile Main Street and stuff. And it was all Graham Parsons, I think. I think the influence? Friends, I, think so. yeah, I think so, yeah. With, with him Keith. and Keith, were close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the flying... With a flying burrito. Burrito Brothers. Yeah, yeah it's one of those. Um, no, I love how they went, like, after Brian died, and I think Brian obviously made a lot for that song. Like into the sixties. Oh like yeah, seventies. What did they do? Like with Mick, they got into country. They got into funk. They got into reggae. Yeah, and I think um, kind of almost like made their own brand of the blues in a way. You yeah, know, I felt like I, they I went mean, from a blues. Mick like, Taylor they went the for like band a was just blues amazing. cover band to their own form. Yeah, they made like their own dirty blues, blues man. I mean, like a lot of people say, Exile Main Street is like the quintessential rock and roll album. Like that sound, I kind of agree. That's it's just, sticky man, fingers. That sound. Yeah, but sticky Exile on Main amazing. Streets. I just have the because I won't again. I played it so much it was skipping. Yeah, so I got the remaster. Yeah, even I did with my CD. Like uh, when, like when it when it was like the fortieth anniversary of it or thirtieth. Yeah, for um, and they released those extra songs they had. Um, like, oh, what's the song? Um, Plunder My Soul. Yeah. Do you know that? Man, yeah. I love that song. <laughs> they didn't put it on the album. They thought it was too close to Tumbling Dice. I can kind of see how the similarity, but man, that song is great. And yeah, I just love that album. is so good, man. I, talk a little about now. This is uh, There Goes the Heart. This is like your first thing. How that was the first together? thing we put out as a band. Yeah, and um, I was playing by myself solo for a, a long time. You know, pretty much my whole life, I guess you could say. And um, I finally, finally was like, man, I really want a band behind this music because I always heard it with a band. That was always the intention. But just finding the right people at the right time, as anyone knows, that's, that's a hard uh, thing to do. See, for me, I've just noticed from being in sort of in the biz for years and years, it's not like, yeah, you might get somebody who's like a virtuoso. You need chemistry. Oh, you, yeah, chemi- for sure. You need, yeah. I always say, you should have a lot of confidence in what you do, but to work with yeah. people, you have confidence, but you're not like an egomaniac. No, no, no. You're no, not no. Like, we're not touching my... Yeah, there, in our group, there's no room for ego. And, and we, anytime, any, which doesn't happen often, You're but there's Becker, little moments, you? little moments here and there. We'll call, we'll call you out on it or call, you know, you know can, we'll, we thing, joke about like, it. Like, you ever get like, like, okay, like somebody will come up to you, like you'll do a song and they'll come up and say, it's really good. You know what? What if we tried it like this? It might be better. Would you yeah, be open to okay, it? Okay. So like Alan Murphy's been playing with us, um, past couple shows, right? Um, and he's a great songwriter, and he's got ideas. And and he was like, you know, what if we did this and that with a, with a new song? Uh, we played a new song at the Three Heads show a couple weeks ago, and so I, they never heard. You know, the band, the group they never heard. I go, all right, here's a, here's a new song I've been playing out by myself. I want to show you guys it. 
And, you know, we, we, we came up with how to do it and arrange things and stuff like that. And everybody has an idea. And, and when we band practice, everyone's idea is validated and, and, and we listen and try things. And, I mean, if there's an idea you really don't like, uh, I'll just be like, I don't know about that. I'll still try it. You know, you have practice. to have, like, the velvet glove, like, on here. Like, if I have my stooges on with me, you aren't here today. <laughs> you know, you you have to, like, and it's hard, like, whenever you do anything with people, sometimes you have to, like, to be cruel to be kind. You A little go, bit. Okay, yeah, it's my, you just gotta be... my name. It's my thing. I just have to... This I just feel sure. strongly about this. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe give them a bone with something else. Then, and I mean, there's a respectful, respectful way of doing it, which I try to do. You know, I try to, I just try to be. Because when you're talking about creative ideas, people, you can take it very personally. You know, like if you feel like you're being attacked. But we, I, I've never felt like that with my, with my, with my, my guys. You know, and, and I hope they've never felt like that with me. But yeah, there are there are most definitely times where you're like, no, this is. I really feel strongly about this. We, I really want to do it this way. You know. Well, you know, like uh, actually, the uh, have you seen Young Frankenstein? Mel, Mel, Mel Brooks, story. Yeah. I guess he had a big fight with Gene Wilder over the putting on the Ritz thing. Okay. It was the only time they actually had a really, really bad fight. Yeah. So the thing, what they did was what Mel said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We'll film it. Then you can look at it and see. Yeah. And now, if you don't like it, we won't put it in. It's yeah. cracked up. That's the best way. I think that's the best way to go about it, right? There are times though where I'm like, I don't even want that on a recording. Like, I, not that idea. Like, mm, I can't do it. You know, like, oh, working with a producer or something that we've worked with. Uh, my bar, my buddy Doug Zogby, who we've recorded with all our our stuff of. And he'll he'll he comes from different backgrounds of music and stuff, and he'll have an idea. And I'm like, mm, Doug, I. You know what, Doug? I don't. He's like, oh, I'll delete it. I was like, because I don't even want that. I'm like, this sounds terrible. And but you know, there you gotta let that go. Uh, I've let that go over the years. Where I'm just like, oh, let's just try it. Oh, who cares? And th- it's like a vulnerability. You just gotta yeah, put yeah. yourself out there. You just gotta try different things. You gotta stay open minded because some really cool things can happen. What of uh, you never thought that would be good. You didn't think that would sound good. You try and you're like, damn, that's pretty cool. So you gotta stay open minded. It's like about that hitting things. the perfect lyric, or like even doing one of these shows. It's like I try to get like a level where they're at least decent, but every now and then you'll get one like, damn, I didn't know we did that. Yeah, but I have to ask. I ask, this, I ask this question every time. And you know, it's coming. So we're rolling along. And then 2020 happens, like March. Uh, yeah, and how yeah. now? How did you react to this as an artist? Is it playing out? Yeah, we had um, some decent gigs booked. Like I, we uh, we had at that point of 2020. I was like. February, we had we were on the books to play the Lilac Festival, uh, which we have done before. It was a great experience, so that's like a good Except show, I right? Died on the heat every time I've gone. To oh For yeah, some reason yeah. every time I've gone to one of those, I got like it's been like the yeah. like, ninth. It's been like under twenty, <laughs> and it's like what May and April, May usually. So you were not used to that temperature yeah. yet. Yeah, so uh, I. It was it sucked. I mean, like anyone else, just watching your gigs all get canceled, yeah. and um, not just the gigs, but I mean, my first thought is to the music side of things. Like, oh, man, I'm going to have to – these gigs are getting canceled. Everyone else is thinking, like, i got to get supplies. And I'm like, oh, man, the gigs. <laughs> I always point out, yeah, and the thing, like, I know people did – a lot of friends did those at-home concerts. Yeah, yeah, And now yeah. the thing about them, like, a couple people I know, they just said – they told me – it's not the same. Oh, nowhere near you it. You know, number one, like, if you're, like, OCD like me, like, I saw, like, Case Carl, I would follow him every time. He would have to stop to look at the comments because, like, me, I'm, like, OCD like that, oh, too. okay. But, like, you don't have any audience response. Yeah. And it just gets after a while. Actually, one artist I saw, she even said, I have to be honest, this isn't even fun anymore. No, it can get, yeah, it... Music's made to play but what, live but in front what of people, I'd be right? Doing, like, I'd be stuck at home... I would have like a ca- I would have like calendars like who's on today who's on tomorrow who's on tomorrow. That's cool. That's awesome. You know and everything like yeah. that. You know it, it was okay at first. But then I, I would hear like people Rob first, don't write but... the funny comments. It's cracking me up when I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Yeah. It. Yeah. It. Nothing compares to go, like as far as gigging or playing music. It never never compares to playing live in front of people. And I was gonna know. do like I'm gonna create. I'm gonna be all creative. I think I did one half page of a coloring book. And I got my laundry done. We're like, okay, we mentioned Sean McVeigh. I'm asking Sean yeah. how he's doing. I think he did like four albums worth of music. Because they do, my I think they record Tommy, themselves, right? He did the concept right? album, yeah. Okay, yeah. Some, some people thrived I mean, and other even, people it didn't. For a while, work. we closed down the studio. Yeah. We couldn't, because if anybody, that would be like for me, if anybody ever got 
especially at that time when we yeah. didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You know? But no, at first when they're going on, like growing up, you're like, well, you know, I lived through like the swine flu. Yeah. All yeah, this. I remember that. Yeah. Everything else. That was nothing. You know, I'm going, hey, it'll be done by Easter. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Easter yeah. 2025. Yeah. Maybe? Well, we all, I'm, I think we all th- thought that at first, like, I remember my friend telling me about it. He's like, have you heard about this, you know, thing coming, it's coming from China. Like they're having an outbreak in China. And I thought, I was like, wow, that's awful. But I didn't think he passed that. And I remember him saying, like, I was like, he's like, oh, we're talking about the lilac gig. Like, yeah, we're, we're on schedule for that later this year. He's like, I don't think it's happening, man. I think oh, they're going to cancel. I was like, what? No way. And then when they canceled, I was like, all right, this is serious. It was a Saturday. I went to see Michaela at the Howl in Albany. And I remember going, okay, it's like a new shell. It's like calming out. I'm like, do I want to Yeah, you know what? I'll well, you mean I'll... your first show uh, this, no, post? This was, this was just before. This was like March, right? Oh, okay. Like March or April. Yeah, so I go, ugly. I'm like, do I want to go? Do I want to go? You know what? I'll try it. I'll see. I go. I had a, I had a show here the next day. Monday, I go to return books at the library, and the library is closed. Yeah. And then I'm like, Andy, we're not, we're not doing yeah, this. Yeah, I can't stuff. go anymore. And that yeah. was it and everything. Yeah, I know. No, and actually, the first like, I saw you back was with Danger Bird, I think, or maybe when before. We, we did a show at Danger Bird at Photo City. City yeah. yeah, that was... Um, Last year. I don't know if it was... was no, it wasn't, it wasn't last year. year. I think it was 2021, yeah. when things were sort of opened and sort of not. Yeah. So we had was, to follow oh, some Oh, it was during rules. the Lilac Festival because I remember Michaela, yeah, Michaela played, played and they came down. So yeah, cause, because, okay, so Alex Cote plays drums with Michaela yeah. and then he plays Endanger Bird and then he plays with us as well. A- Alex is like an incredible musician. Plus incredible, Mighty incredible High and Dry, guy. I think. He plays Mighty High and Dry, yeah. <laughs> Plus he is a juggling act we don't hear about and he makes balloon animals on the side. <laughs> His wife be... might be a little bit of a good artist. Oh yeah, she's great. Allison's <laughs> very talented she did artist. Our so, did she? Yeah. She's very talented. I, Alex is just an incredibly talented musician and just like a great guy and a good songwriter. And ha, when he started, he started playing with us um, a tw- uh, 2019. Yeah. And because um, we, we were a three piece for a long time, we didn't want to be a three piece. We just couldn't find the right guy, you know. And when he, uh, I knew him through Skylar, our bass player, Skylar Excuse. They're a great friend. I mean, they're like, you know, very close. They went to high school together and they're in band together. And so uh, Skylar was finally like, let's just ask Alex. I'm like, he's already in like three bands. No, he's like, he doesn't. A- Alex Rochester, can do it. Though. You have to do. Alex makes it happen. Though. You sign the thing when you come to Rochester <laughs> where you have to be in at least yeah, five. I think I might they be check more... on you. You know, the... I might be the only one of the only people that only is in one band. <laughs> I love your comment about songwriting too, where you, where you the one part. The band goes off. You do some solo stuff. Yeah. You say, okay, as a singer-songwriter, I have to write a song about heartbreak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a country a little, little song record. Yeah. Where, well, my dog died. My truck died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you write songs, you're out. You're out. It's like the, this unspoken obligation. You got to at least write one song about heartbreak uh, or or a hundred. You know, and uh, I, I yeah, I use it as a joke to introduce the song. But you know, and you know, it's funny. You mentioned American Idol. All those I. I can't, I don't like labels. I cannot. I, well, I can't stand those shows because it's like they try to put everything in a little box and sell it to you. Exactly. And and they talk about on those shows, everybody has to have an inspirational story, and that's what the, that's really what they're selling, right? They're selling like this person has a, a as a story, which if you do, I mean, that's your life. Yeah. So absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. But the show, my problem is with the show is it exploits it. And they, they they get people they push people out that don't maybe have a big background story to talk about because it doesn't sell as easily. So that's my that, that not the people having a, a you know a challenging life. That's incredible. They've overcome things and stuff. No, I'm just talking you'll, about you'll them find selling. Out like you hear about you like know. some guy was homeless living in his van and he's this great artist now. Yeah, there's some rich kid, you know, some or something. It is what it is, though. You know, or it's like, like you ever hear like they call them like fake stars where. They make and there's some people now. They work really they're hard, like, like Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, yeah, industry plants. They've called her but the, their yeah, background they, because, I mean, like, she has this, and some of it's true. But no, her parents had connections. Sure, but you know, it's not, and I and but yeah, why I get it. Like, it is, yeah, from yeah. somebody who who just comes from. You know, I just come from the, the country, you know, the sticks, and my parents have nothing to do with any kind of music industry or anything like that. But I. I've gotten over that where I, I I don't hold it against them. But why? Because why would you? You if the if you have that in your background, why would you not use that to your advantage? If your if your dad knows a, a music producer or uh, an A and R label too, guy, yeah. you know what I mean. I do I do understand like but the chip like the, the chippiness of it. And well, like they, yeah, the people. Well, they're making up stories. Yeah. That's another thing, you know. But what I was just kind of saying with like the uh, the American Idol thing with like the background and everything like that, like people, you know, I don't know. You, you, it, what 
what does it matter what background you you, you come from? They shouldn't be. If you can use it to your advantage, it's totally yeah. fine. I just don't like the idea of of, of packaging things. Uh, and talking right. about the heartbreak thing, right? Yeah. They be uh, it became like a cliche with those <laughs> shows. They made everything a cliche with music, and that you had to be over emotional about everything and this and that. And in my opinion, so like when I wrote it, I was like, I'm not. I'm not writing this song about heartbreak or, or, or my re- this relationship that ended because it's so cliche because these shows ruined it for me. But then I just it just happened. I just wrote songs about it, and I was like, okay, now I get it. That's why <laughs> that's why people do it because it does feel good to write. A, it's like therapeutic in a way. Yeah, and also, the, yeah, if you, there are those universal feelings. Yeah, and I make a joke about like if, if you, you're gonna get dumped, you might as well get a song out of it, right? Yeah. You know what I've said that I've heard like many people say that well, my bad relationships. <laughs> You, you know, gotta get something out of it. Me. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift, right? Yikes! Watch out. She's I know. Like, people are afraid like, to date her. They're gonna write a song about you. Well, she still hasn't written anything about me. I think. <laughs> you know the joke. It's coming. Our birthday. Our birthday is the same day. So December thirteenth. Yeah. I know that because Why, it was my birthday. Why? Why? Because freaking knows it. It's unbelievable. I know that because uh, my, my sure you're a big Taylor Swift fan. You want to do a Taylor Swift cover band? Super Swifty. Yeah. No, I respect her, man. I don't. I don't listen to her music. It's not my type. But I tell people. It's like bravo for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's well done. It's just not my type. Yeah, but it's okay. Like she's super talented, and to, and to, to build to, to get where she is, um, and have the have her yeah. how dedicated her fans are says something about what I'm she's just doing. Not right, a mainstream man? person. That's all. And I don't. I don't really care. You know, for me personally, I don't care if it's mainstream, yeah. underground, whatever. If I like it, I like yeah. it. But with, I mean, yeah. I don't listen. I'm not no, sorry, last I listen big to show, Swift, sort of but, big show yeah. I went to was Nick Cave at the Electric Factory. And he oh, was, cool. He, great but i'm a small club guy that's what i like yeah. i like the vibe yeah i like supporting the music yeah, yeah. It, they're definitely different yeah drastically different experiences like a theater to as opposed to a uh arena yeah it depends who's i mean see, someone like bruce springsteen yeah, would you seen... go to you've gone would you go to a stadium yeah. show yeah i have yeah i saw the stones in buff when they played in buffalo at the at the, the i saw them at RFK, stadium. and the thing that got me was keith had the cigarette the whole time <laughs> yeah how's he get it so it doesn't go in his eyes lemmy's <laughs> done that too <laughs> i don't understand how he can do it but now what's coming eyes. up I mean, you. I think you're really talented. You've got a really bright future. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate your band. that. No, you're real. I always say that about some people. Like now, I've seen and you do what you got to do. I've seen some friends who've done like just cover bands, and it's called. It's like I call it making it. They're brilliant musicians, but you can tell they're just doing it for a paycheck. They don't have the passion. Yeah, sure. And sure. you have the passion for it. And I think people yeah. get. People rock out at your shows. I almost got it hit. Feels good, with, man. I almost got hit with a scarf. It's just uh, a scarf. Well, like one show, I was not not one, not one of your shows, but I almost got hit by some hula hoop. That was a neighbor show. I should get to. Those uh, they got the Hoopers there. Yeah, hula, they had the, the Hoopers, hoopers girls. The yeah, shining yeah. hoop. It was at the gym. You get some hula hoop girls at our shows. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I, haven't, I haven't seen it as much anymore. It was a it was a big thing. I, I had friends. Well, they're who glowing, were, so you don't get you you could duck them. But there's a passion to it, and like people were rocking out. Yeah, it's like fun to watch, show. right? It's entertaining. Yeah, isn't it like you're sitting there? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's me. I'm in the corner. People are like, what but, but maybe you're more inward, right? I am. I'm yeah, like, that's okay. People, yeah, but some shows, depending, like I remember this one show my friend had me go to called Chinese Toy Guns. I didn't, but I just went with her. Chinese Toy Guns. I've heard yeah. of them, yeah. But the opening band, like, it's a lot of younger kids. The opening band. I'm like in the corner like that. I'm going, they got to think I'm a narc. <laughs> 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 they they got to think I'm so a I went to a, I went to a uh, house party one time. I was only... 25 but everyone else is like 18 you know and i was going to see danger bird play skyler's like come on come to this this house party i'm like all right and a guy little kid came up to me he's staring at me the whole time he came and he's like hey man so uh what's up and i'm like i'm not a narc dude i'm here i'm like i know the band he's like oh all right like all right. i will see like i'm this middle-aged weirdo like i go for my walks i'll see somebody walk by like with a punk shirt or something on and i'll say nice shirt and he'll like give me like, you know then i'll give him the whole history of the band yeah 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 and they're <laughs> like, like so, hey man, I don't even know who this band is. I'm just wearing for a fashion suit. Some of them, you know, a lot of them, you know, I've seen like these Iron Maiden shirts on. I got this album. Like they're a bandit that they were anime. I saw. So I was playing um, a brewery over the summer, right? And uh, they're big they're, now. They're, two breweries and cideries. You yeah, talk yeah, about that. yeah. They're huge. They're just great. I personally love it. But um, there, there was a bachelorette party there, and they, and it was fun. They were great. They were very into it. It was, it was really. They were very gracious about it. And but one. one um, woman was wearing a, a kiss shirt or something and i so i said i was like you know sorry I don't, I don't know any kiss songs i don't play kiss or whatever and she wasn't picking up on it and then her friend like had a nudge that she's wearing a kiss shirt and she still kind of was like oh yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like all right so she bought she paid 85 dollars for that at free people you know what i mean i'm like okay whatever mm-hmm. it, it's I had cool the one. hey but what a compliment yeah. right like yeah. to, to same thing with the stones like you're yeah. so big 
that people that don't even listen to your music wear your shirts. Like, but I guess like uh, Neil Young would walk around before his shows and point out nice shirt is old. They yeah. that old that guy looked how'd that bum get in a Neil Young show? <laughs> I heard this one, I was at Wagman's, I hear these kids go, There's this guy on, he's old and weird makeup and I go, Dylan? Who's Bob Dylan? Uh, then you just go just leave the conversation at that point. Yeah, I'm old. Everything <laughs> no up. way. Come what's on. coming young up for people, you? Now, yeah, you I know some... a lot of young people who love I mean Dylan's I my favorite. I know right, I've so met kids who are like eighteen who loving Dylan. That I show love is it. one of my favorite shows of all time. It was twenty eighteen Auditorium Theater. Yes. Yep. I was there. He was yep. great. And, like, and I, he can only play piano now because he's, he's the arthritis. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have seen him. I've seen him thirteen times. And my first time being in two thousand four when I was like fourteen or fifteen went with my dad. And um, you got you know obviously Dylan doesn't you know his voice is good. Sometimes. Well, you got to understand yeah. like I, I don't. Know, I, I saw him in Buffalo one time, you know, at Shea Theater, and I was walking out, and some I heard somebody say, oh, that was the worst show I've ever seen. Oh, it pissed me off, because I'm like, have you not, like, listened to Dylan, anything new, or anything the past yeah. 30 years? His voice is clearly different than, did you go in expecting to hear what he sounded like in the yeah. 60s? And I love, Come like, on, the man. thing that cracks me up is, like, that, that show, I thought the show was fantastic. And his band is just yeah, phenomenal. great. But the thing that got me was, like, I'm going, you know how Bob is, like, he did It Ain't Me, but I think it was, like, his second song. He did, like, a Rolling Stone, yeah. which is, like, and I, I love what when he does like is how he does he reinterprets something and go what is song is this yeah and it's like <laughs> i've heard oh oh yeah it's like oh it's a stuck inside of memphis with the mobile but what is coming a, a mobile with the memphis you blues again music you know? coming out you could be now you're full now you're playing and everything and yeah so uh what i've got coming up in the next couple months uh we're this is november right now 2022 right so um i've a lot of solo gigs at the breweries we're talking about um which are have been really great and then uh we were kind of talking about it earlier before before we were i recording. should always tape the pre-show <laughs> yeah, more right? interesting than the shows yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, um, they, I feel like the brewery scene has taken over the what the, the, the old cider, and the, ciders yeah, and the wineries. Well, they're the same thing, honestly. Yeah, yeah sort of. But in a way, they serve a different. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they've kind of taken over what the bar scene used to be, I and mean, it is a bar, right? It's the same thing essentially. But the it's I feel a, like the atmosphere is a little bit more. Um, I don't know what, uh, you know, it's not a dark, dingy bar. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? You know, you get more like people who might not, well, I don't want to go to this bar. It's a dark Yeah, but they'd whatever. rather go to a nice, bright, you know, brewery or whatever. Yeah. And I like both. I, I like the, the, I like the dive yeah, I was bars just at too. the bug jar. I live in Abilene, yeah, you know. But I do appreciate the breweries and, you know, cleanliness now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, about 10 years ago, I really would appreciate the breweries. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing with them is you're getting people out who maybe they didn't come out for the music. They, you know, they just came out for a night or whatever. And they're discovering your music. Who would never go to like Bug Jar? They would never go. Maybe they wouldn't even go to Abilene or something. But they're going to these places, and then they do come out to those places to come see you again. But you I know try what to I do mean? It's, it's I sell cool. it. I always like got a kick. Like I saw Michaela and Weedsport, and I was like the only one. Like I told her I'm driving home with her. If my GPS was so a <laughs> weird place, but I would see people who. And you know when you've seen artists, you've seen a lot. Or yeah. Like I'll see, like okay, these gigs at cideries and things. Yeah. And there, and what I would go up to somebody, like I remember when Adriana played one, and I would just go up and say, "Oh, you never heard? Well, she's she's really you got a website and try to sell it. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you go, well, I'm friends with the artist. Everything <laughs> 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 you know, else, but I love that. I love to see the look on people's faces where maybe they're not paying attention or they come for the covers, and all of a sudden they go, yeah. "Wow, damn, this is good." <laughs> Again, like I say, man, it's like one of the one of the best compliments you can get. Is like they go, "Was that your song?" And like, "Wow, you know, like, well, that, like I, I said, love hearing that, man." That's Todd cool. Kratz, That's the Kratz, cool. man, he's played like out places, like out in the country, and he'll play like some obscure country. He goes, "They think it's mine." I go, "Dude, just tell him it is." <laughs> <laughs> there is that too. Yeah, I'm wrote, always. I love I'll your song, "Dead you, Flowers," man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah, really yeah. stone like seventies. Yeah. Oh, does but, it? How can we get in touch mm. with you? Make sure we follow you so we don't miss. Uh, uh, yeah, anywhere social. Well, social media is a little bit. Uh, so I got hacked like back in September. So it's about two months ago. My my accounts got hacked, right? And uh, like it's been a problem for a lot of been people. Been a lot of those goofy fan request things. Well, it around. was way worse than that. I want I don't want to get into it, but like no, there's it, a there's a method they use, and then to try to try and I, because I have an account with um you know a, a business account, right? Yeah. So I've got money tied up because I run adver- advertising for people to try and discover our music. Long story short, they they they're trying to get money out of you. Anyways. So my my uh, the band page, the the, the business oh. account, the personal Facebook page, and my Instagram because it's connected to your Facebook because they they don't let you do it any other way now. That's why they I all do went it down. Basically, <laughs> they all went down, right? So and man, that's frustrating because 
that yeah. y- y- that's that actually is a mainline connection to people that actually care about what you're doing. I care about what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's it's not just a one way street for me on social media. I I I've people I've never met in real life. Uh, we have musical interests. They're in bands. I mean, like, and, and I want to see yeah. what they're doing. I'm like, interested like, in what they're well, doing. This guy's you know? gotta be on drugs with the stuff he's writing. Oh shit! It's another Rob post. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but is it all so? Is it, it I, now? I, I, well, okay. So I've got the the my personal Facebook page back and the Instagram back. Uh, the band page on Facebook, the River Lynch and the Spirit Makers actual band page, it's up and everything. But there's no uh, that I was removed as the admin from the hacker, yeah. right? So. I have to figure out how to get the um, recontrol of the admin let on the page. See, so like, if people, you know, we have one. I don't do the tech stuff, but let me see. Maybe my tech knows how it, to. Yeah, maybe it. It, it, it's hard because Facebook just doesn't care. And I so to go to get my stuff back, I had to go through contact. I found out a, a girlfriend found out on a Reddit page what to do. Go contact the California District Attorney's Office because they're based in California. Oh, because it would make sense. A complaint. It's only oh, and I filed a complaint with them, like a legal complaint, and told them, you know, it's defamation. They were posting stuff that's yeah. just horrific, right? And that's how they get you banned. And I was like, this is actually defamation of my of who I am. As a, like, this is awful. So they got it back in 10 days after I contacted them. I just, it was kind of my fault. I, I forgot to put in, like, yeah, I said I said I said the wrong terms where I didn't get the band page back. I got my account back, my business account, but the band page is no longer. So I gotta just contact. Well, we'll find you. So uh, yeah, yeah. you got story, merch and man. stuff. You got shirts. You got. Yeah, and you got to put out like something. I mean, you could still get copies of this. Uh, therefore, there's a couple left. Yeah, but you, you, I've got a I website. Don't care. River, I got mine. I don't really give. Yeah, a <laughs> you don't care about anyone. All right. Uh, Riverlynch.com is everything you need um i've got that that's my website Go and on, then, you won't um, be disappointed seeing a show you'll be well if you're me you'll be sitting in the corner looking visible, <laughs> but you're happy but you'll be jan you'll you'll get really it's infectious cool it's kind man of music. good but thank thanks you. a heck of a lot thank for you. being on thanks for having me on this is great and uh, uh awesome. you're going to grace us by making sure i don't play on it so people listen to oh, it all right i'm gonna <laughs> play a song i'm gonna play, play a song, song. we're gonna Cut out a little and everything else. Get well, Greg, and happy birthday, Greg. Yeah, I feel better, Greg. And thank you for being, if you're sick, that you didn't come down. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I got some shows. Catch River and everything. Down. And yes, uh, Joy Rochester now. Last I looked, it's snowing out. Yay. So uh, Well, finally <laughs> caught up with us. And adios. <laughs> the tide you get lost inside of your mind the truth that lives inside your soul fear it has a place no more now we are free inside our dreams be whoever you wish to be oh the places you will go When your life begins to flow Surrender all control Your dreams will show Your dreams will show Your dreams will show you where to go your eyes and you will find there's a place inside of your mind where darkness fades into the light don't be afraid come inside now we are free inside our dreams be whoever you wish to be
everything is clear Everything is bright Everything is alright Hey! Begins to blow 